G'day everyone and welcome to Rare and Resilient 1 in 5000 podcast episode 11 and today we are joined by Soma from Iraq who shared her story in the book which is story number 48 on page 101 of the book. So Soma is going to read her story then we're going to have a chat to her eldest daughter who's not the one affected by IA but she will be able to share her story as being a sibling of her older sister. So, hi, Soma, how are you? How are you? Fine. That's great. So if you want to just start reading your story now. My name is Soma, and I want to share my daughter's story who was born with anorectal malformation cloaca. She's now two and a half, and I am married with another daughter who's eight, and we are from Iraq, Kurdistan region. I want to start with my pregnancy, which was a healthy pregnancy and everything was showing normal until I reached the seventh month. Uh, When my doctor told me that her abdominal circumference was showing it was bigger than her age. Uh, I went to have uh, ultrasound uh, almost every week and it was always the same. Then they say she might have imperfect anus which was not a familiar word to me until that time. And I was praying for a miracle to happen. They decided to do a C-section for me at the 38th week of pregnancy. That day, I was so excited that I was going to meet my baby for the first time and nervous at the same time, as I did not know what was going to happen. When she was born, they checked her and I asked my doctor that what was going on. And she said, we were right. She has an imperfect anus and they had to take her to another hospital, which has uh, an ICU. It was such a hard moment and I cannot actually describe my feeling at the time. They brought her to me. I kissed her and she was the most adorable baby girl ever. And she's still... (laughs) Uh, she stayed at the NICU for three days and it was the most difficult three days in my life because I could not go to see her. She had her colostomy done one day after she was born. It was such a relief when the doctor said that I could finally see her and I totally forgot about my surgery pain when I heard that. I went to the hospital and held my baby for the first time and nursed her. It was the most beautiful feeling in the world. We took her home two days after her surgery done. The first two weeks, I could not clean her at all. So my mom always did it for me. Anytime she started cleaning her, I started crying because the whole thing was new and strange to me. Before my daughter was born, I had never heard of colostomy or anorectal malformation. As we live in Iraqi Kurdistan, colostomy bags for babies are not available here. But we managed it with two diapers and we also put a clean cloth, a cotton cloth on the colostomy area. After two weeks, I decided that I had to be strong for my baby girl who was depending on me because I know. Okay. Because I knew. Being a weak, crying mom did not help her at all. I had to stand strong for her so she could take strength from me. Yes, it's 
through that, sometimes I was screaming from inside, but I had to show myself as strong. I will never forget those nights when my husband and I cried, knowing nothing about what was going on, what was going to happen tomorrow or the day after. I have to mention that due to the economic and political crisis in the Kurdistan region of Iraq, hospital services are affected greatly. And our experience was not a pleasant one. It would be difficult for people to understand unless you have experienced it. I witnessed some very distressing incidents while at the hospital due to this situation. On one occasion, the parents of babies in NICU were told to take their babies home due to the lack of staff. And it was incredibly challenging and made me feel like I need to seek alternative care for my daughter as she required further treatment. The day that my daughter had her colostomy surgery, there were not any heaters working in the hospital. It was February at that time because there was no gas for it. And as I have already said, colostomy bags for babies are not available here. Generally, when you go to a government hospital, the care and the treatment is not at the same level as private hospitals due to the lack of staffing and equipment. Even then, there are still issues in private hospitals. My reason for explaining this is when you have a child with a health issue, it's really tough for parents. And as you can imagine, living in a country like this makes it worse. After she came home from the hospital, we decided that we could not let her next surgeries be done in Iraq. We did a lot of research and we found a good hospital in Dusseldorf, Germany. So we started the process to take care there and we eventually got confirmation from the hospital uh, that they would treat our daughter and they sent an invitation for the four of us. But after we applied for the visa, we were contacted by the German embassy who informed us that only one of the parents and the baby could be approved for a visa. It was a tough decision we had to make because we did not want to risk having her next surgery, which was her PSARP done in Iraq. If we decided to take her to Germany, I was the only one who could go with her. My oldest daughter was only six years old at the time and she had never been away from me it was very distressing for my husband as well because he did not want to be thousands of miles away from us when our daughter was having such a big surgery. But in the end, we decided the most important thing was our baby's health. When she was four months old, I traveled with her to Germany. I cannot describe that early morning before I left for the airport when I kissed my oldest daughter goodbye. While she was sleeping, I felt like I could not breathe and I could not stop crying. Arrived in Dusseldorf, Germany safely and everything went to plan for the next five days. Leading up to her PSARP surgery, despite all of my sadness, the treatment and the behavior of the hospital staff and her surgeon in Dusseldorf was very nice and they made me feel at home among family. 
I saw a big difference compared to what was available in my own country. On the day of her surgery, they took her to the surgery room at 7 a.m. Uh, but the surgeon came out to me after two to three hours to tell me that surgery plan had changed. She told me that they would have to do uh, the PSARP and the colostomy closure at the same time due to complications they, they had found. It then got to eight hours since they had started and I began to doubt what they were telling me. The doctors kept updating me and saying it was going along fine. I was still all alone on the floor in front of the surgery room, convinced that she had had, she had died and they were lying to me. I cannot describe that, that day. That was so hard. I was just wanted to, to, to give me back the, the, the body of my daughter because I was convinced that she's not alive anymore. As my husband also so worried about the surgery, I told him that it was supposed to start at 4 p.m., nine hours after it had started. He was contacting me for updates and because I did not want to add to his worries, I had to talk to him and pretend everything was fine, which made it even harder for me. Finally, after 13 hours, the surgeon came out to tell me that her surgery was over and that she had came through it well. What an incredible relief. And I immediately let my husband know the good news. We stayed in hospital for 15 days and she received very good care. We then had to stay uh, for another three months in Germany so that she could be seen weekly by her surgeon until it was decided that she was fine and we could go home. It's important to say that the ARM community, uh, there are some groups on, in Facebook support, supported me so well during these three months. When I was alone in Germany, I'm thankful to Greg Ryan, of course, as he uh, connected me with a, a mother in Germany who I, I could talk to and he supported me a lot and introduced me to many parents online with ARM kids. Talking with them made me feel strong and I feel like I was not alone. Those three months saved my baby's life and made her healthier. But at the same time, it impacted negatively on my oldest daughter. It does not matter how much he loves her sister and how much she wanted to get her well. She still feels like I do not love her as much as her little sister because I left her for that long time. She does not understand what a visa is and why they did not give one to her. I tried to explain it to her in a simple way by telling her, honey, I cannot take you with me because there are only two seats left in the plane and your sister needs to have the surgery, so I have to take her. Even now, whenever we talk about traveling, she says, is there a seat for me on the plane, which breaks my heart. After we uh, came back to Iraq, I started work again, and my baby was uh, better than before. We decided that we should hire a nanny for her because we did not want to take her to a nursery school because she uh, needed a good care 
especially for cleaning time and diaper changing, and she cannot get that special care in nursery schools. My daughter is fine now, thank God, but being born with anorectal malformation needs uh, regular medical care and checks, which we cannot get in the way we should in Iraq. So we are thinking of living here and moving to a country where she can get the care she deserves. It's not easy, but we do our best just to provide a better life for her. There is an important thing that I have to talk about. Since I am from an Eastern society, it's very hard to share my daughter's story as people's attitudes here are so strange. That's why I do not share much information regarding her health with anyone. And if someone asks, I say she is fine and everything is normal now. A girl who has a health issue does not have an easy future to look forward in this country. When people talk about it, they show pity for her and this can lead to her having a weak and a broken personality. I have seen many examples like that, but this is not what we want for our child. And that, that's why we want to take her away from this society. We want to give her a good life and a bright future. We want to prove that she is a normal as any other child. God created her with a health issue, but at the same time, he gave her many blessings. At the end, I want to say I am so thankful and grateful to have her in my life, despite the ups and downs we have been through. She's so valuable to me. Uh, it's because of her, I am a stronger person. I am very proud of myself because when she was born, I told myself that I have two choices. Either I choose to be a weak, collapsed person who cries all the time and make her child's life worse, or I stand strong and steady and give strength to my child. I wanted her to feel like she is no different from any other person. Luckily, I made the second choice and I am so proud of that. I want to send a message to every mom who has a child like mine or any other health issue. You are strong and you are blessed. God asked you to go through this because he knew you can get through it. Your baby is the best teacher for your life as he or she teaches you to be strong and independent. He or she helps you find your real self, discover who you your real, your real friends are, who really loves you and who supports you during hard times. Yeah, well I think that's done. the end. You got through it. Your daughter, yeah. wanted to, your daughter wanted to make a couple of cameo appearances in the background, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she's very lucky that you definitely made the second choice and that you are very strong and steady and gave strength to your child because... I know what you went through with those three months and leading up to it because you and I <laughs> had many discussions about you were yeah. worried about leaving your your eldest daughter and your your husband behind. And, yeah, it was heartbreaking some of the times because you were just in such a mess. And I, I really remember the day when your daughter was in the surgery and you were messaging me 
because you you were too scared to let your husband know that as you said that the surgery was going longer and you were beside yourself weren't you yeah of course uh, at that time uh, because the surgeon first told me uh, the surgery takes like four maximum six hours so I calculated I saved at 4 p.m probably out from the surgery so so they will not worry my husband and my other families they will not worry when I told them the surgery starts at four I said I'll call them at four I say she's out and everything is fine but I didn't like that it's going like this <laughs> how, how is she now like it's been six months since you wrote the story how is she uh, she's fine she she have some complications you know children like that was born like uh, in in with this issue um, they still need care and have medical issues but um, she's much much better than before now yeah do you are you getting the right treatment locally or do you yeah Unfortunately, you know, visas here for Europe and other countries is very hard to for Iraqi people to get. And we could not get German visa again another time. But luckily, we found uh, a good medical center in uh, Beirut with a good surgeon Yeah. Uh, for her checkups. Uh, now, uh, that surgeon supervised her case. And uh, luckily, uh, during last two three months uh, he got an, an invitation from one of the hospital in my city and he came here and he saw Kaze again in uh, our city uh, it was a very good thing for us and he might come back and forth between here and Beirut so this is a good thing for us and uh, Kaze my daughter oh that's that's wonderful because I'd imagine it would have been difficult to travel to Beirut yeah sure so uh, so I think I think uh, I always say uh, when God closes a door at you, He opens two doors for you. So uh, that's what true. She had this problem and this medical issue, but uh, always God help us in in other ways to make this easier on us. Oh, that's wonderful! Now you've got your eldest daughter right next to you there. She's yeah. been <laughs> she's been right by your side and supporting you as you've talked and. You'd like her to say a few words, wouldn't you? Thanks. And what's your uh, name? Concha. Hello, Concha. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm very good. It's wonderful talking to you. So I know <laughs> your mum said that she, you would like to say a few words about how it's been for, for you and looking after your little sister. Yeah, when she was first born, I was so excited I had a sister. But when my mom told me she has a sickness, I felt broken. My I th I thought my bro my heart was broken. <laughs> I never thought that I had a normal sister. But until when my mom started cleaning my little sister, she started crying. I had to run to my mom and help her make her funny face. She's the <laughs> only girl. She's only the sister I love. I don't love anyone. Just my little sister. Oh, <laughs> Let me explain what she's saying. Uh, first, when she had the colostomy, you know, it was hard for me. Uh, when I cleaned her, she had pain and she was crying and I was so stressed. She was 
with that small age, she, she felt that she was running to me and making her, you know, busy playing for her so I could clean her easily. So that was a very nice from her. Isn't that amazing? And she would only been five or six at that stage, wouldn't she? Uh, at that time, yeah, she was six years old. Oh, that, that's so good. And uh, and how how is she with her sister now? She, looking after her? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, she's a very caring sister and she loves her sister so much. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and now you know why your mum and your little sister had to go overseas? Yeah. Yeah, oh, and you know your mum loves you very much. Yeah. I know how heartbroken she was at the time. So, unfortunately, she they had to go. But if they didn't, your little sister wouldn't be able to get the care that they've got now. Yeah. Oh, and the day when she was born, I, I was so scared. My dad just picked me up from uh, preschool and I said, Dad, what's happening? He's like, you're just going to the doctors. I thought I'm going to have another surgery. I had like, two <laughs> first surgeries. She when, thought that she's going to have a surgery when she picked when I saw my mom, I was like, what is wrong with her? And she was like, you're having a baby sister. I was like, wait, what? Until when I saw my little sister, I was like, who is she? And my dad was like, oh, she's your little sister. I was like, wait, no. I was joined the hospital, but I saw my mom play. So I felt bad for her. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I, you mentioned in the in the story that you were looking to, to move out to another country. What's the situation there? Are you still in Iraq now or have you moved? We, yeah, we are still in Iraq and, you know, because COVID hit, uh, there was travel restrictions and we, we could not apply for any visa. And of course, as you know, visa for Iraqi people is not that easy, but uh, we still try, uh, at least before she reaches school age, we, we do our best to get out from this country because the school and education system here uh, I, I don't think she will get what she deserved. We have to try to our best to do our best. Did she go to any kindergarten or preschool or do you just, she just, you look after full time? Yeah. Uh, she's, uh, uh, she has a nanny at home. Yeah. For, for, she's living with us and she takes a good care of her. Thanks to her. Uh, but, uh, you know, children needs to go out to go, you know, mix with other children and go to nursery schools. But um, I took her one time, just I said she can stay one or two hours just to mix with, with, with children and play, you know, get to know two kids. Just because I, I mentioned that she have she had this surgery and maybe she need a, a better care while cleaning or this. They were so... I know they were so strange and I think they didn't like it. So, and the baby, baby uh, has a feeling. It feels the, the adult's face, sometimes the adult's feelings. And, and maybe she they were not uh, so relaxed for having her with, with them in school. She didn't like them and, and I couldn't take her back again. How is she going for with her, with her continence now? Like, does she have many accidents or got any control or what's the situation because every kid's different yeah we are trying to potty train her for a long time though she doesn't like it but we still try and do our best but yeah she had many accidents like i can say she had eight to nine sometimes ten accidents per day and what did the doctor from lebanon say when she he saw her recently yeah uh 
the the most recent thing that we uh, we've been told now um, she cannot control very well, but we have to see. We have to try with it. And now she has another uh, problem. Sometimes she has pain in her stomach, uh, and uh, they did an X-ray for her. They said that she cannot empty her bowel completely. That's why uh, the stool stays in the bowel and makes that pain. So they put her on a lactulose, of like once a month for one or three, two days for you know to empty her bowel. Uh, after we did this to her and we, we take her to uh, take an, a, another x-ray for her, uh, her bowel was still not completely uh, empty. We have to, every month for one or two days, we put her on lactulose and keep her on the toilet. So hopefully she will be better. Right. Just did they ever explain to you the reason why they had to do the cost, colostomy closure and the PSARP at the same time? So far, I did not understand because what I what information I had that PS therapy should be done. Then after it recovers, you you they should do the uh, colostomy closure. Yes, correct. And the doc, the surgeon in Germany told me the same thing. She said we're gonna have the PS therapy, and after a while, after some weeks or I don't know how many times she told me, uh, we're gonna do the colostomy closure. But then he said. Uh, the surgery did not go as planned. When we opened her, we knew that we cannot uh, leave her like that. We should do both at the same time. Oh, I see. And, and at that time, they told, she told me that she, she might need another surgery for her bladder because uh, she could not, uh, you know, have urine at that time. Uh, she had the mitrofnov for like one month or more. Uh, then she said we, we take out the the catheter and we, we watch her. If she can pee normally, have urine normally, it's fine. If not, we have to do another surgery. And uh, thank God she could uh, have it normally, so she didn't need. But now uh, I think she still have that complication because uh, the last time the surgeon told us that her bladder is full of urine all the time. She cannot like empty. Yes. So she it off and off again, but... Uh, he said, "Let's wait for the, the, this year. She's safe. It does didn't affect uh, affect her kidneys. So let's wait for this year and next year. We're gonna do another ultrasound for her to see what what's the plan." How can I put this? You sharing your story is gonna impact so many people, like especially in like eastern countries or developed countries that haven't got the 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 medical facilities and the expertise and it shows that no matter where you're born, that you can make it, a family can do what they can to get their child the right care. And it's just, it's incredible. It's incredible what you and your husband have done to be able to get Kezia the right care. It's just, it really is incredible, Soma. So I just want to, you to understand how much impact you're going to have when people listen to the, your story. Yeah, I hope, I hope I, I could just, uh, just like what you especially and other parents did to me and how, how they made me feel strong again and stand back on my feet. I hope my story will be the same for at least some people, some parents who 
go through the same pain we, we we've been through yeah i've got no doubt they will it will i have absolutely no doubt soma thank you again for being so open and sharing your incredible story with us and for your daughter for talking to us and sharing her little part it was it's been wonderful watching how she's been by your side a few of the times when you were talking there you got a bit emotional but she was there for you so thank you very much and it's it's just been such a pleasure Thank you too. And uh, at the end, I want to say thank you very much. And I mean it from all my heart. Uh, I think since, since the beginning, uh, when I get to know to you, you were one of the big reasons I stand back on my feet. You, you gave me lots of strength. Just by talking to you, I felt like uh, you, you gave me a very positive energy. And I feel like I'm not alone. And this is not the end of the world, but because unfortunately here, surgeons are doctors here they gave me that bad and negative energy that i thought this is the end of my life and maybe i didn't mention in 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 the book it happened one day that i was thinking of committing suicide i say i cannot take this pain anymore oh dear what they told me was just negative things they didn't give me any hope but thanks to you and thanks to anyone who helped me in in this journey helped me and us, us as a family now uh everything is different now yeah well that's why that's why our community is so special so we're all, everybody's there to help each other that's why since because was born and now there are two families now i know in my country who had the same children and i know what i have been through i become their friends i cannot do anything for them like a big thing but i can talk to them whenever they need me, I can just tell them that I've been through this and everything is going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. And uh, I'm, I'm so happy for, for doing this to them because before there were people like you and other parents did this for me and uh, it changed many things. That is just, that's wonderful. And, and by people listening to this will, you'll even affect so many more. So it's been so great. And, so yeah. it's been absolutely wonderful. So thanks again, and uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Thank Bye-bye. you. Okay. Bye-bye. See you.